Welcome to the next episode of the Karama Poundstone 8 podcast show. Today we'll be talking about my experience with work. Now, with work, it's kind of hard to explain. When you work, right, you are expected to do the job as it entails. So when you read a job description, when you go to the online, you then go to apply for a job, they give you the qualifications, and then from there, you'll be able to accept the, you, when you apply, right, then you accepted their qualification standards. For certain unbeknownst reasons to me, there have been many ups and downs on this road. So there have been times when I worked my little behind off and I got no reward for it, only discrimination and stigma. So for the last two jobs that I have done, right, I actually was able to have great experiences. I've made friends, stuff like that. But when you actually are able to do a lot more than people think, then there comes a time when they want you to do either less than what is expected. They don't think someone who comes in with a difference of looks, right? So the outside look of an appearance can be very disheartening to people. Now, I'm not saying that when you actually do do that, there there should not be discrimination or stigma or anything like that. But sometimes there is. And when there is, this has been my experience. So when I worked at Red Flex, the, my boss from there, her name was Ruby. I'm not going to tell you where this location is, but if you are aware of Red Flex or Vera Mobility, then you kind of know where I'm hinting at. So for her, she did not completely understand straight off the bat what I was really capable of doing. So she stereotyped, which led to discrimination. So because of this, I felt some type of way from the very beginning. Now, I don't blame her for that because in that little place, there were cubicles and you had to be quiet and all that. I can understand that. But the second day that I was supposed to come in after being hired, I was a little late. I was running late. And when I was running late, she did not understand how this could happen. Like, why wasn't I there on time when she never actually specified what time to come in or that I actually was hired? So I wasn't completely sure of any of that stuff. And she didn't explain it very well. She just expected me to know this stuff because she has been there for so long. Now, when I finally did arrive, she's like, oh, are are you able to come in because you were so late? And I thought you weren't going to come in, so I was going to try to look for somebody else. And I said, no, no, I can come in, right? I'm not entirely sure why you would just kick me to the curb like that. But yeah, no, I can, I can come in. So I did. Um, so instead of doing... So we arranged a time, so I started at 7.30 instead of 7. So then when I started at 7.30, then I would end at 4 instead of 3 o'clock. Because if I went to 7 to 3, that would be the 8 hours with also lunch break 
and two 15-minute breaks. Um, so with that, there also seemed to be a problem as well because as long as I had been there, which was the six-month contract, so it was a temp-to-hire thing, so if, you know, the contract was up and they decided to push you out, they could. So at the time, I decided to uh, do my very utmost best to figure out what was the best course for me to actually get this good reputation for her going. So, you know, people came and went. There, within the time frame of the six months that I was there, there were so many issue problems that they did not want to discuss or talk about or anything like that, which was very, very hard for me because with this, this was very discouraging because here I am, you know, busting my butt to get to work on time and do a good job. And here people were eating at their desk. They had their shoes off. They were sleeping. They wouldn't come in sometimes. They would come late. Uh, or they wouldn't do work at all. So their screen would freeze on a particular assignment that we were supposed to have done. So with me, for some strange reason, she kept just picking on it and saying, oh, well, you're going too fast or you're going too slow or you didn't do your work right and blah, blah, blah. So I felt like, okay, well, why is she picking on me so much rather than everybody else? Um, well, you know, it is what it is and I'm not going to hold anything against her. But after the time was done, she did say I was not the the higher part but my friend was and she had a lot more going on in her life than I did I actually had lost my car due to repo during this particular time and I was scrambling to try to get to work but I bent over backward to try to get to work and prove to her that I could do it so one day I didn't show up but the rest of the days I took uber I took lyft I tried to get there as best I can and there was this one girl who would not work for half the time she was there right and she was flirting with all the guys she was trying to come over and figure out if I had anything to eat or she would be making her smoothies so okay you know there was a lot of problems where it just seemed to be swept under the rug and I felt that this was very inappropriate but again I wasn't the boss so I'm glad that it didn't work out in a way because that just showed me just what type of company I would be working for rather than, you know, if I did stay there, I'll probably be miserable anyway and would have wanted to quit. Um, after probably some time, I wouldn't want to make it uh, a career. And some people had been there for like 20-something, 30-something years. So I feel like, wow, that's a long time. Then the second experience that I had was when I was working at SoFi. Now, SoFi is a very big place, and they're constantly hiring, but it's seasonal. So when the season is over, there's not much going on. So I felt like, okay, I'll give this a try. So I started, everything seemed okay, right? But then there was this one lady, um, Tatum, who is the head of our department, well, there are a few heads, but she seems to be the main one. Um, and I was not the only one that she kept picking on. But she didn't seem to understand that 
when you're there is eight floors at SoFi Stadium and there are very little break rooms so it's kind of hard for somebody who is even walking to go through so many people there constantly moving constantly trying to get to their seats constantly eating the food and stuff like that so to maneuver through all that traffic is hard to do but when you have a scooter it's even worse now with all this going on there doesn't seem to be there should be some leeway right there are certain people that were like okay you know give her some time she'll be back and i was on time after lunch break but for this one person and a few you know other supervisors that came in they'd be like oh well you know you should when you came in you know it was a standing job and you know why didn't why don't you go somewhere else if you're too disabled to work here obviously again that's discriminating and that's putting a stigma and a stereotype on us right but also due to them being mostly hispanic and not that many physically disabled people working there there are so much wrong with that but then again you're working for a big company who spent like what seven 17 billion or something crazy amount like that to build a stadium so they're trying to bring back the money in their pocket so i can understand that but there are a lot of you know disgruntled employees that have gone to hr to complain about people and the hr doesn't seem to really care so if you do want to work there this is what you're going to come up against so is it going to be worth it for you to combat this favoritism and stereotypes or are you going to be able to not want to work there basically for your own bias reasons and you don't want to actually be discriminated and stereotyped such as this there are also where there's a lot more hispanics i'm not discriminating against them but because of this they tend to often find ways for the spanish speakers to be more in the front than any other race but also there tend to be when if you are disabled they don't want you really to be seen they want you to to go behind the scenes which is okay but then for certain people if there's a a celebrity like there have been the kardashians that came i don't really care for them but for those who are fans of them you know i would not be serving them because of the way my physical appearance looks not what i'm capable of actually doing and i can understand if they are very picky they need drinks stuff like that i will not be able to serve them but they don't talk to their own help either i have heard many stories of the kardashians being very rude to their employees they pay them when they pay them so technically it's not really a a job that i would really want to be underneath them they test their makeup like kylie jenner tests her makeup on actual the hired help quote unquote and they have had a very bad reputation for being you know as a celebrities of of what they are um but they are very good at modeling their business and yes they have been models but they also have been the mean girl streaks so you take that how as you will 
But again, it's not just about that. It's also about coming up and saying equal opportunity, extending the hand of actual opportunity for those who have a little bit less capability walking rather than just putting them behind the scenes. Kind of show, I think it will be better for the company to show people what they are rather than what they're not. So by you including us, then include us all the way. Don't just exclude us and say that you're including us. And then when we take access, make sure that we are able to leave so that we can, you know, create, you get to access, right? So when you get to access, they sometimes don't understand that access does not wait because they don't have to worry about that. They have their own cars. They can walk well. So when their time is done, their shift is over, sometimes they spend a little bit more time, you know, waiting for traffic and stuff like that. I actually have had to stop taking access for the last few times because they were so bad at allowing me to leave for access. But then again, it took me a long time to walk across a huge stadium to get to the parking lot and the parking lot that they don't actually have for employees. And when I am able to park, there's not a designated spot just for the disabled. So all the handicapped spots are taken by people who truly probably don't need a handicapped parking spot. But then again, it's not reserved for just employees only. So you have to take it how you take it. Then also, if there is a parking in the front, well, I can't do that because it's designated for the execs. But they also have another place. Well, there actually are three places for execs to come in. There's a first level. Then there's a third level. And then there is the level where we're at, which is level 11. So that's ground level. Unfortunately, due to how they built the stadium, the stadium does not actually go fully around. So you get lost in there a a good chunk of time. So there's only two levels that actually have a full round. There's the first level and the third level. Everything else gets cut off because of the suites that they, you know, put in there for, you know, people who are making a lot or a lot of money. So I can understand that. But then for everybody else who does not know that this is actually the case. So when you get hired, they don't actually teach you any of the stuff. They take you around the third level only, and then they throw you to the wolves. So it's kind of like a sink or swim thing. So you kind of get a little bit of traumatized for how, you know, engulfing this stadium is. Once the awe of everything actually comes out of basically, you know, of being there, you kind of get bored a little bit of it because most of the time, yes, the people sitting there behind the desk after, you know, asking questions about the place have, you know, it depends on actually who you're working with as well because a lot of times the people that work with me some of them I actually been very good friends with so some of them though tend to not talk to you which I don't I can understand you know but kind of be cordial you know stick out your neck a little bit and be a little bit friendly but again it's not required 
it's just good for the workplace and for the work environment. But um, as for anything else, well, you know, I can kind of see how that would actually make it where there's less likely to actually want to come back. I know that there was one who only worked there for three months, hated it so much that she quit. But before she quit, she actually went to HR over the online because you can't call HR. And they never responded to her complaints and anything like that. Although they say, oh, we love our employees. We thank them so much. And the funny thing is, there have been times when they put together something for the employees and a lot of them don't show up. So it kind of tells you exactly what type of people they are. So when they put together, there was like this dance thing to thank the employees and they had like 3,000 t-shirts and only like 500 to 1,000 people showed up on the employee side and they were super bummed out because they kept saying they need more work, they need more employees, they need this and that, blah, blah, blah. And every time they hired people, none of them actually want to get, you know, the perks and stuff. They just, you know, kind of skedaddle. And they don't, if they don't need to show up, then they won't. So it's not like a love loss, you know. So that just kind of shows you just how much, you know, a kind of, what it kind of is. But um, that is it for right now. I will come back to you guys tomorrow with more of my experience. So thanks so much for listening. And this is the Karama Poundstone 8 podcast signing off.